Welcome to In Between. A couple of days ago, I had like a really nice conversation with some friends on my terrace. We were like sitting there, having some food, smoking, drinking a little bit. And then the topic of families and parents came up. And again, we realized like how different the relationships of kids and parents are in Switzerland and in India. And how it's so much more like formal in India, so much more hierarchies. And how in Switzerland the hierarchies are more flat. We are way more informal with each other. And uh, for example, it was for them, it was slightly weird or unimaginable that sometimes I drink a glass of wine with my father. Something like that, which a lot of them could never do with their fathers. Like it would be weird for a lot of reasons, of course. And then we were like talking and one friend of mine said a very interesting phrase I want to know my mother as a person. And what he meant was, we were talking about, uh, especially about parents and how was their life before they had us children, before they married, like, did they, how was their life? Were they in love with someone else? Did they have some boyfriends or whatever? And in my case, I think at least I have a general idea of my parents' lives before I came into their lives. <laughs> But for a lot of my friends, that was not the case here because it's kind of a taboo to ask that or it's kind of difficult to do that and we talked about like the moments when actually they had a chance to have a glimpse of their parents as human beings or as a persons before they got married and had kids like one friend was talking about how he found out that his father was divorced was married before once and how he found out about that very late another friend he uh told me how he knows that his father was actually in love with someone else but couldn't uh, marry that person and then went for an arranged marriage with his mother but since both of them are men especially the one who said I want to know my mother as a person it was a lot it seems to be a lot more difficult for them to talk about the past of their mothers or kind of get to know their mothers outside of the role of being a mother or being a wife And to get to know about their own feelings, about their past, about uh, their life decisions. And it's it's quite interesting how, yeah, how for them somehow it's not accessible to know if their mothers were in love before, if they had uh, other relationships and boyfriends. And yeah, how they cannot see behind this role. And I found this like very interesting how different relationship works. And yeah, the concept of knowing your parents is as people, as just persons outside of this role as a parent. And a few days later on the same terrace, I had another very interesting conversation with a friend. We were talking about children's games and we like told each other what kind of games we used to play, you know, like catching or when you shoot each other with a ball or all these kind of games which we used to play in our childhood and the rules and how they were working and all of that. And The interesting thing was that we found out that we played very similar games, but we just gave them very different names. Like there were Hindi names for a lot of the games I played in my childhood for which there's a very, a very Swiss German name. And it was so interesting to see that my friend who grew up in Delhi and who had a, 
I don't know who as a child always at three or four p.m. in the afternoon they would go into the parks after their <laughs> midday nap and then start playing the whole day in the park like the whole afternoon in the park until it gets dark and how the games they played were so similar even though we think if we think about it like at that time there was no internet yet like how did it spread how does it happen that there are similar games in different cultures or what it seems to me right now after this conversation of course we have only talked about two cultures but how is that possible and I find that very fascinating. Another thing I find really fascinating is how lately, um, more and more, like I become part of these circles of uh, poetry readings. A couple of times I met with some friends and like suddenly somehow it started that people would recite poetry, like either their favorite poems or poems they wrote themselves. So some of my friends write beautiful poems in in Hindi, in English, in Urdu, or they would recite their favorite Urdu poems, or like I would recite some of the poems which uh, I like in English or whatever. And it was very, a very beautiful thing because it's also that safe space where we all can share that, where, especially if it's self-written poetry, where there's like that space that it gets appreciated, it gets hurt, and it gets like admired if someone yeah shares a poem about love or about disappointment or about these deep feelings and I found it so beautiful to be part of this and like see this kind of culture which I'm not very used to at home and one day it was even like uh, we were having like a small gathering we were drinking and eating just that food and then for some reason it started that uh, all of us were supposed to sing a song and in the beginning, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should go and hide in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> but then it was actually beautiful because a lot of people sang in their local languages. Um, some Someone sang a beautiful ghazal, like other people sang in there in Bengali or in uh, someone sang a beautiful, and she had an amazing voice, sang a jazz song. And I like had to close my eyes because it was so beautiful. And it's like... I don't know, I then sang a song in my native tongue, Swiss German for them. And it was just, again, like this intimacy in that circle, that warmth, which I felt, that warm embrace, like every one of us is having, I don't know, his heart, his or her heart on our sleeves or on our tongues and like sharing all of this and feeling so comfortable with it, like having a place to actually go and just sing or just share poetry and thoughts. It's, yeah, it made me feel very warm and like, very beautiful. Another thing I was really glad I was part of was uh, a few weeks ago when it was a friend's birthday and uh, that person wished that everyone would wear sari, at least all the girls. So also me. <laughs> so when I got there, like they had already chosen a sari for me, like a black one, which was slight, slightly like uh, see-through. And I told them, like, I don't have a sari top, I don't have a blouse, but they're like, doesn't matter, wear your sports bra, which is like a bit special on the back. I was like, okay. And they had called these parlor girls, like from a beauty parlor, who then helped with the makeup and helped with tying the saris. And then the maid was also there, so she wanted to tie my sari, or she rather was ordered to tie my sari. And then she started, and then in the middle, 
my friends didn't like it they were like no 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 this is too much like a school teacher no and i was like oh this is too revealing somehow with the sport bras and everything and they were like no 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 and then they took it away again and then the parlor girls one of them that did it they did it in a like more modern way but then the mate didn't like it and she was like no 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 this is not right like this is too revealing like i show you how a sari is supposed to be worn and she showed me a lot of pictures of her wearing a sari and like wearing it in a very proper like more covered way more school teacher kind of way she was like no and she was devastated that this then in the end they fixed my sari like that and the whole gathering was like beautiful people looked so beautiful in their saris and everything and uh, I got a lot of compliments people told me that I look like an item girl like uh, in Bollywood movies when the heroine sings her song mostly a slightly sexy song or with some sexy dance that's an item girl like an item number and then apparently I look like <laughs> some item girl but apparently that's a compliment I learned. So I had a lot of fun and I was again like just so grateful that I'm getting to be a part of all of this. Then of course uh, the monsoon has finally hit Delhi which... Uh, again changes everything here a lot it's very romantic and very beautiful so every other day it rains for two to three days and when it comes raining it really pours down like rains cats and dogs like there's like whole river ankle deep rivers in the streets like big pounds in the small gullies in the small alleys there is like um, once i observed a landslide just in front of my window where like water was pouring down, earth was coming down and uh, two cars were demolished and one watches it and one cannot do anything, like one feels very helpless. But it's also just very beautiful, like what it does to the city and I don't know how it feels, like so romantic. Like for example, one day like I went to meet a, to meet a friend, so I was under my umbrella, I walked through the ankle deep water, I was like had my headphones in and I was like singing very loudly while I was walking, it was just so beautiful and then on the way I met two friends on a bike and they were like completely drenched and they were just coming from the gym and they were like, no, no, away with this umbrella, what are you doing, you have to feel it <laughs> and all of this, I was like, no... And also like going to the gym, like one when it was like raining that hard, I was like, oh, I'm not used to drive my scooter in so much water. Should I do this? But then a friend with a car, he was like, I'm going. I can pick you up if you want to come. If you're ready in 10 minutes, I was like, I am. And then we went. But also when we like parked the car in front of the gym, like <laughs> the moment I got out of the car, I was like in ankle deep water and my sport shoes were soaked. But then the gym was really empty because of so many people come with two wheelers. That's why almost no one was there. And the gym guys had organized chai and pakora. And the first thing was like I got a cup of chai in my hands and uh, was drinking. And the gym was so empty. We had so much space to try all the machines and socialize a little bit with the guys. It was like, yeah, truly beautiful. Or like uh, yesterday, we, uh, we wanted to have some Afghani food. But then uh, they said, oh, they don't deliver, it's too late, but we can still come and pick it up. And it was like raining, so I was like, yeah, 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 I want to, let's go and pick it up, let's go and pick it up. So I uh, took uh, a pants and a dirty shirt from, from a friend, because I knew I'm going to be completely drenched. So then we went like on the bike, and it was raining, and like, it was just beautiful, the streets were very empty, and then... Uh, 
I said like, okay, we have to sing rain songs now. So we started to sing Hindi rain songs while we were on the bike or stopping on the red light and we're just going there to pick up our food and it was, yeah, it was so beautiful. Like I just find, I don't know, another face of Delhi which I find equally charming. Then there's another thing which I keep observing lately. It has to do with space. Personal space, physical space, but also kind of thought space. Because again and again I notice how differently space in whatever form is perceived or managed and lived over here. I first noticed it when I was like uh, riding my scooty and I just realized that for some reason here I drive so much closer to other vehicles or pedestrians than I would ever do it at home like way too close like it's very common that like other drivers would invade my space come on to the wrong you know the wrong side of the road like basically on my track or I would go on their track because there is a car park there's a cow whatever and it's like, it, it's very natural or then we would just pass by each other sometimes uh, only millimeters like separating us and or like we would come like towards each other and in the last, in like the last moment we would like turn our bike handles in a way so that we don't uh, touch each other. And also with uh, pedestrians, like how close I drive next to them and how unbothered they are by it. And it's... It's so interesting because it flows so organically. Like it's it's so organic that sometimes I invite the space of someone and then again someone else invites my space and the same I kind of see in crowded places. Like how naturally people lean into each other's spaces, how touch becomes inevitable, but it's also so natural and in general like the amount of personal space that one gets around oneself in public is like it, it's way less than what I'm used to because for example I realized that one day I was like with a friend and we were like coming back from having we had some food at the restaurant and we had parked the bike in a very small like alley and then he was like taking it out like maneuvering it out and behind us there was like on a step there were a lot of teenagers like sitting and talking and while he was like trying to turn the bike and get it out the bike's back wheel came very very close to one of the teenagers and he didn't make a move make a move at all he just you know put his hands on the wheel made sure it doesn't hit his knee or something and kept doing like his conversation and it's like again this invasion of of personal space in public how, how organically this works people are not angry people are so used to it so flexible somehow also to adopt whatever happens that is so different and I feel that way about uh, the physical space around me but also mentally for example when it comes to privacy it's a lot more normal here that people invite each other's spaces to a certain extent right that people would ask me a lot of questions and uh, yeah and I'm starting to realize how this sharing of space be it physical or mental or thought space how this requires flexibility and often also patience on my side and how it seems like a metaphor to me like also how my space is kind of lovingly invaded by those who care for me like also how I learned to adjust with that, that people invade my space and ask things, make decisions for me, just show up at my home, but I can also just show up at their home. That we are always doing everything in bigger groups where everyone is adjusting to everyone else and uh, 
also i'm learning how to steal some private space for my thoughts or like some privacy or some time some alone time and i'm realizing also that whenever like i come home after being in india for a longer time like how something always feels kind of off or lonely and a little cold and i think that has to do with space with my life in india being like inhabited by so many people who like care for me and uh, yeah and me being kind of carried from day to day in this warm embrace of this crowd of people who love me and take care of me and then in comparison to all that at home i suddenly feel like this distance between my life and the lives of others around me like a kind of a disconnect or also this discretion which i really like but uh i'm suddenly not used to it anymore like to that distance it feels so inorganic which is funny because the closeness or the invading of space in the beginning used to feel so strange or so wrong or <laughs> so 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 inorganic to me as well and now suddenly this has changed so again i feel like oh these transformations it's just so interesting how we get transformed and sometimes also how it's hard to transform back in a way then a few weeks ago i did a bike trip kind of thing in delhi we wanted to do like a food tour and like try different street foods but we fucked it up a little bit because in the first spot we already ate so much food that we had problems eating more food at other places which were on our list to visit and it was very interesting before we started we went to some mechanic and checked something on the bike and then my friend said to me you know like people stare at you so much and i suddenly realized how i don't realize that anymore at all how i'm like a like a horse which has these i don't know these things close to its eyes so that it can only see ahead and how my gaze has very much become like this like i i don't notice what's left and right from me because I get too agitated when I realize that everyone is staring at me and it was so interesting how he still noticed that and I had completely I've completely been able to yeah to block that or ignore that or not make it part of my own gaze anymore understanding that or being reminded of that was very interesting and uh, Delhi was again so beautiful and charming it was a sunday morning and we went to this area around india gate where there are these big alleys with like big trees very green like huge streets and very long streets and broad and it was so beautiful because of the humidity you saw like some kind of mist rising from it and the streets were very empty and we were just driving there and it was just it's just so beautiful and like magic like like delhi is just so enchanting for me like again and again then there's one last thing i want to share regarding my research somehow i'm realizing one thing that uh, there's two concepts which seem to be kind of important in the stories of most of my informants one is respect and the other one is confidence like how when one has been socialized in like one world or one context and then in the course of one's life one meets another context or another world one engages with it one transforms and so on and one kind of makes a place for oneself in this new context or in this new world like how important respect or like being respected seems to be like that uh, that uh, 
since one is a newcomer in that world and has established oneself and of course after a while one belongs to that world but how somehow being respected or getting respect from other people is such a big topic for a lot of my informants and related to that it seems that confidence is a big thing like doing things with a certain confidence like like a presenting oneself as a very confident person or like radiating this confidence and I also realized this in myself like the other day I was in the rickshaw and I was like kind of listening to myself uh, giving the rickshaw driver some directions and I was like saying uh, the way I said it was like in this I don't know in this very loud ordering voice like very much trying to sound confident which was like is something I would never do at home and which is kind of maybe even unnecessary but I'm kind of copying my friends uh, <laughs> my Indian friends and the way they talk to rickshaw drivers but also because I want to seem like someone local because I want to seem like I know my way around and I know how to give orders and I know how to you know how to act in this social relationship with that driver and it's very interesting how this radiating confidence seems to be a big thing when one is kind of yeah, one is has established oneself in a new context and one is by now kind of belonging to it or definitely always trying to make sure that one looks like one belongs, maybe through confidence. So that is like one of the new insights I've gained in the last, yeah, in the last couple of weeks talking to people. One very last thing I would like to share is... Uh, the way in which I feel there are so, so, so many different in-betweens. The more I think I look at life, the more in-betweens I see, of course, because right now like I'm so focused on that. But also the in-betweens I encounter, the kind of stories or life stories or things people tell me when they hear about my research and what my topic is. It's really interesting how diverse this whole in-between is. Of course, in a way, one could argue that all of us are kind of in between in some or the other way, be it like we're in a generational gap with our parents, be it uh, a lot of people have class in betweens where they had like some social mobility throughout their lives, regional in betweens, people move from, I don't know, from the village to the city or to another country altogether or to another city. So most people can somehow relate to the in-between connected to their life in some or the other way lately I came across a couple of other in-betweens which all of them I'm not exactly sure if they would fit for my research but I just kind of want to reflect on how diverse and how prominent in-between actually is so one person told me a lot about the in-between connected to money so in the sense that earlier he did not used to have that much money or had like came from a rather humble background by now through like having gotten into a good career and having gotten education and so on he's like in a better position but somehow still the whole idea of saving money not spending too much like calculating very like very strictly and all is still there even though now he has the money to spend it he finds it hard to spend it in a way because his mind still works in the same way or like the whole socialization still works in the same way like when he had money from before. Even though maybe also in the social class he's now, it would be expected for him to have better things or spend more money on leisure activities. 
And it's very interesting how there's the same in-between push and pull between an old socialization and a newer one. Another topic that was brought to me by people, and it's interesting, whenever I talk to people about my topic, I also try to kind of hear what they think in-between is about or what comes to their minds. And another thing was, of course, connected to marriage. So marrying from your own place, like from your own family into a new family. In that case, it was also from a rather rural, very intimate community into an urban, relatively anonymous space, which is much like more, which with a family that is kind of more middle class and the idea of how then the way you used to do things at home, the way you used to judge and do things in this very village context versus this new context, which is a, yeah, a lot more middle class where the things work differently, where values are different and how through the process of marrying, of living with your in-laws, of moving into that new house, how there is a whole new in-between, like there's a tussle every day about old values and new values and suddenly when you go back to your parents house you do things the way you have learned to do them at your in-laws house and uh, how do you like deal with this how much do you change which things can you not change so the whole idea about women moving out from their parents place their native home to a new home and then learning a new house culture connected to new values in that case also about class like uh, the in-betweens one can face there Many people also talk to me about the the in-between, or like many people, many women talked to me also about the in-between phase when becoming a mother, like having been a researcher before or having had a career and now they're mothers and how the priorities are different, the values are different, how they look back at their old lives and old selves and how there is some tussle and turn and also about, I would say, about self-actualization which is going on. Um, what I found interesting was also someone who told me uh, that he went into another country to study and like really enjoyed that country and like learned language and really got into it and when he came back he all the time was in contact with people from that country and uh, yeah constantly like still keeping all the ties to that country and seeing all the things he saw back in India through the eyes of his friends in the country he traveled to and like, yeah, constantly having these two. And he was also in a relationship with someone from the other country. And when that relationship ended, he drastically ended all the ties to that country. Suddenly he kind of then couldn't. So he realized how much of his connection or keeping in touch with this other world was navigated through his love relationship with someone from there. And how when that ended, somehow a lot of it was taken away. So I find it also very interesting how culture or an in-between or contact to a new culture is so much can be so much mediated through a love relationship, through a certain person. Um, because I also see that here from uh, foreigners who marry Indian people and then come here and when that these relationship ends, their relationship to the new context changes or... Yeah, if uh, your partner dies or whatever. Like how also so much of culture or so much of in-between is mediated through people, like through individuals. Then another aspect of in-between, which 
always comes up as uh, people who are queer, who experience a certain in-between, like growing up with very, more, many of them in many traditional spaces with very clear ideas, there's male and there's female and men marry women and women are in, like are sexually and romantically interested in men and there's nothing else. And when then realizing that one doesn't really fit into this, maybe one desires the same sex, maybe one feels that one would work better in society as the other sex or, the, or one doesn't want to, one is like gender non-binary or whatever. In that sense, I also find it interesting how a lot of people then told me how they got into these very queer spaces with new ideas, but at the same time, some of their more traditional ideas about from their traditional backgrounds are also in there and there is again this push and pull from two value systems a new very liberal very woke and queer one and maybe one which is still quite traditional in some or the other ways maybe not regarding gender specifically but how that can be regarded as an in-between as well and of course one very interesting thing is also um, people who again kind of move in between tags let's say who are maybe Muslim but also queer like how does that together how does that go together what kind of a tag how do you move if you're a Muslim person and a queer person or what happens if you have a Muslim father and a Hindu mother like a lot of these questions of yeah, in between playing out in so many different forms and so many different lives. But of course, it's still difficult for me to decide which ones are actually the ones I'm looking for and how to work with it. But I just wanted to kind of mention again how much, maybe because right now I see the world through the lens of the in-between and, and all my friends do too a little bit because they know about my research, but kind of how many in-betweens are actually already materialized and like lived every day around us. Mm -hmm. 